0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 939. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbi at Take10 for So, in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Kisisa, we have the second mention of a very well known phrase, Lotavash Gedi, Gadi, one may not cook a kid in its mother's milk. Of course, we already learned this in Shmos in Parshas Mishpatim, this is the second time in Sefer Shmos, here it is in Parshas Kisisa, and of course it comes up in Sefer Devarin as well. Now each time the context is slightly different, it never has its own pasuk, but it's found in a pasuk concerning Bikurin, the first two times that it appears in Shmos, and in Devarin it finds itself in a pasuk that relates to Lo you can't eat any animal, which even if a kosher animal was killed via non shrita it was killed in a non-shechita, means it can't be eaten. Specifically in Shmos, you have very similar Psukkim where it's presented, and it says, and both psukim says the same thing, and then finally, and that rachis, of the Tavua, refers to the Bikurim, the first fruits, that would be brought to the base HaMikdash. A couple of psukim before, in both scenarios, you have the issue, or I should say the command, of three Peneha Adona Sham three times a year we go up, We go up on the holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos. So, of course, there's a tremendous amount of discussion around why it says it three times. The assumption is if it's going to be said three times, there must be a reason that it's said so many times. But, of course, there's also discussion about why specifically is it set around these contexts. So to begin, we know classically, the G'mon Chulin tells us, Tanad Baby Bishmal. the reason it's three times, is to prohibit three particular behaviors. Number one, you can't cook milk and meat together, even if it's not related. It's not actually a kid and its mother. We'll get to that in a moment, I hope. You can't cook them together, even if you don't eat it, just the act of cooking. Number two, Yisra Achila, you can't eat them if somebody else cooked it. But again, it only refers to the Torah's prohibition if it was cooked Together, If it wasn't cooked together and you eat it, there's a rabbinic prohibition, but the Torah's prohibition is specifically A, to cook it, even if you didn't eat it, B, to eat it if it was cooked, and C, to derive benefit from it if it was cooked. That's the classic interpretation. That's what you'll see in Rashi, how to understand the three times that it's mentioned. The Mechilta brings a variety of different opinions, about um, eight, ten different opinions from different Tanaim. It quotes Rabbi Yishmal. Rabbi Shmuel says, makomos. Why is it that it says it three times? So Rabbi Yishmal says something very, very interesting. Shalosh shakar baruchu Im Yisrael. Corresponds to the three covenants. That God made with the Jewish people. Three different times in Jewish history in the desert. In that extended stay, there was another covenant, another treaty made between the Jews and God that, for some reason, requires that Lotzvashoglibachalivimo is repeated. Each time. Interesting why that would be. Perhaps we might suggest a theory, uh, an idea that I saw from the Hadar Zakanem, immediately following what we find in our Parsha, right after Lotavashel Gadibachalevimo. It says, write down these things because through these things we made the covenant. What is this referring to? What does this have to do with Lotavashel Gadibachalevimo? So the Hadar Zikane, based on the Medrash, explains Moshe comes up to heaven and says, I'd like the Torah. And the Malacham say, to, uh, say to God, says, What is man? Why would you give man the Torah? God says to Malacham, You know, if you think back to that whole story with Avraham, when they came and the angels visited, they ate Chema Vachalav, Ubakar, they ate Basar Vachalav. And so they had, uh, had had an infraction. So, I'm so, based on this, that's why you get to have the Torah, based on this, I did not give the Torah to the Malachim, I just gave it to you. That might have something to do with this covenantal explanation that Rabbi Shemal is giving. There were three covenants, so that's why these three covenants were all based on the Malachim underperforming in the time of Avraham. Now, of course, there's a whole discussion back then with Avraham, how that happened, what happened over there, whether it was okay, how it was okay, but that's for a different time. The Rabbi is continuing this mechilta, offering different explanations for the three times. Rabbi Yishai explains, he says, Why does it say it three times? And we do not hold this way. He says that it applies to all sorts of different types of animals. It applies to domesticated animals, behemah, which classically we understand this prohibition to apply to, even to undomesticated animals like a deer, which practically we do not hold like, and also to include fowl, include, include birds, and this was a big debate in the Gemara, and he's assuming that the reason it repeats is to include all of this. Obviously, we don't hold like this. Other time that are quoted over here understand that the repetition, one includes behemagasa, large animals, one va'achas one includes uh, goats, smaller animals, and one includes sheep, and so the idea of it being repeated includes different types of animals. Of course, there's the classic, which is, it includes an iser bishel, you can't cook it, you can't eat it, you can't derive benefit from it. What perhaps is the most interesting is one of these opinions suggests that the reason that it refers to two times in surrounding the circumstances of the Besamikdash mm-hmm. you're going to come and be the regular, you're going to come to Jerusalem, and then the third time it doesn't refer to it that way and Devarman refers to it as Lo you can't eat these non-kosher things, these non-kosher animals and also Lo so what's that all about? So I would think I would only think that the connection is that if you would have a prohibition it would only apply when you would have Bikurim, when you would have these first fruits, if you don't have the first fruits, then it would not be considered. The problem. Kamash malan, so comes the Pesukim to say, no, it's eternal, it's always. Just like Lotochol Kol Nevela, the fact that you can't eat an animal which was killed in an improper way, applies whether or not there's a Beis HaMikdash or not. So too, this applies whether there's a Beis HaMikdash or not. Now, how would that be? What would have changed? So the Meshachachma explains that really, originally, it was the case. That Lotochol would only apply when the Beis stood. And he says, the After the meraglem did their thing, by and they despised and they treated disgustingly the eretz chemda, the beloved land of eretz Israel. and so they were they were uh, treated like any of the other nations because of their lack of appreciation of eretz Israel. So perhaps. That is what caused that Lotav HaShel Gedi Mo would now apply even when we were out of Eretz Israel, even when we no longer had this status of the Beis HaMikdash being built, a novel idea by the Meshachachma. Now, this whole connection to the Beis HaMikdash is classically understood by the Ramam to be very specific. The Rambam in Mornevuchem explains this mitzvah, and he says that this is really all about the idolatry, idol worship of the surrounding nations, which involved in some way in their festivals, the mixing of milk and meat. And in order to avoid the way they did things, so the Torah prohibits, every single time we go up, every single time we go up to the Beis English to do our types of worship, we're reminded we worship like we worship, we don't worship like they worship. And so that's a really important point that the Rambam makes, and he ties the whole thing to Shalash Paman Bashana. And he says, even though he doesn't have proof, he hasn't found these practices in any of the books of idolatry that he read, or at least the pagan books and their sources, he hasn't found it there. He believes it's so because of the context of Lo Tamash Nal always occurring around Shalash Paman Some people point to uh, the practices that they have relating to the Bikurim that it was a uh, fertilizer. They used to use the milk and the meat together to be able to fertilize crops so that maybe you would think that in order to make Bikurim and to have hardy and robust trees you would use this fertilizer in order to even if you're not eating it, in order to make a more robust tree, to be able to bring Bikurim, no. You bring Bikurim and still, El Gedi B'chalev Imo. The Rashpam, the Ibn Ezra, the Ramban, or B'chalev all offer other alternative explanations for why Lotabashel Gedi B'chalev Imo. Then I'll just end with one, the Sefer HaChinach, maybe we'll get to the others a different time. The idea is that some things are just not supposed to be mixed. And there's Evidence, as he points out to this, because, again, you're prohibited from even mixing it, even if you don't eat it. So whereas others point to the fact that you're eating it that's evil, and that's wrong, and there's something wrong with the eating. There seems to be something wrong with the actual mixtures. And so the Chedoch points out that there are things that are not supposed to be mixed. The Rikanti suggests that over here, the Chalav, which has to do with the female, and the Basar, which could theoretically have to do with the male, that is Rachamim and Din. You're not supposed to put the two of them, mercy and judgment, strict justice, together. They're supposed to be kept separate. Others understand that it's the Achzarias, it's the cruelty of doing the mother and the kid in the milk, altogether, it's, it's just too cruel. And even if it's not necessarily the mother's milk, symbolically, it's the same. Or you're never sure that it isn't exactly the same thing. But in any event, the prohibition is extreme. It's prohibited in three different types of ways. And we see how this prohibition has been taken in so many directions with so many things that really make up the modern kitchen. Have a great day.